Welcome back to a special mini episode of Script to Manuscript, the podcast where we talk books, we talk movies, and we talk about uh, what makes them good. This is a podcast for storytellers and for uh, people who are enchanted by stories, who like to tell stories, tell their own maybe. So today we have a special guest. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Terry, and I, uh, our, my other co-host, Joe. It's not with us today. He is uh, otherwise engaged, but we have a delightful stand-in with my new co-host. Tell us your name, just your just your first name. Lydia. Thanks for being here today, Lydia, to join us on Script V Manuscript. So, today we're talking about what are we talking about? Peter Pan. All right. Now, Peter Pan is an old story, and it's a story that has delighted readers and audiences for years. Um, so today we're going to talk about what makes Peter Pan a good story, and we're going to talk about the differences between the books and the movie. So let's start off with our usual little segments that I do with Mr. Joe. And, in that, and that segment is called, What Are You Reading and What Are You Watching? So, Lydia, what have you been reading lately? Peter Pan. <laughs> what about at night? What have, What's the book we've been reading at night before bed? Do you remember what it's called? Around the World in... 80 Days. In 80 Days. Yeah, by Jules Verne. Did you know that that's an old book, too? No. Yes, it is a very old book. Jules Verne is one of the guys who practically invented science fiction, which is which is a kind of story. So, um, do you like it so far? Yes. What do you like about it? Um, that Tinkerbell's in it. No, no, no. I'm talking about Around the World in 80 Days. Oh. What do you like about that story? Um. We'll come to Peter Pan in a few minutes. I like that... Um, they think he's a thief. Oh, yes, yes. So if you've not read the story, it is a little more complicated than it sounds. You, you may you may hear the title and think, well, it's just about this guy's adventure as, as he tries to make his way around the world in 80 days. Which sounds quaint by modern standards, because I don't know what the current world record is for, for traveling around the world. Um, I assume astronauts probably hold it, because they're out in space and they go flying around the world. But um, for people who are actually still on the world, I don't know what the record is, but 80 days was thought to have been very, very difficult at the time that Jules Verne wrote this. We're talking about the era of steamships, steam locomotives. Um, this is before um, automobiles were commonplace, or you know they might not have even really been invented in any useful way yet. And there was no airplanes, of course. They had... Uh, uh, maybe the very beginnings of aviation with balloons, but he has to find his way around the world in 80 days. And to make matters even more complicated, there was a bank robbery in England, which is where the main character is from, Mr. Phileas Fogg. And the bank robber is supposed to have escaped England and is heading out into parts unknown. And so the detective, Mr. Fix, is trying to catch... Phileas Fogg, because he thinks, he suspects that he might be the bank robber. Do you think that Mr. Fogg is the bank robber? Probably. You think so? He's strange. He is a strange guy. 
So we'll see. We haven't finished it yet, but that's what you're reading right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading Conan. What's Conan? <laughs> Conan is a adventure story about a barbarian who goes Ooh. and fights monsters and bad guys and stuff. Ooh. But we're going to do a podcast on Conan, me and Mr. Joe, and so I'm getting ready for that. I want to do a podcast about that, too. Well, you can neither watch nor read Conan yet, I'm afraid. Okay. Maybe when you get older. You could just tell me all about it. You can listen to the podcast when we, when we do it. Really? <laughs> I suppose so. Um, will I be awake and listen to y'all talk, or will I just hear it on your computer? Uh, you'll be listening to it on the computer, probably. Oh, okay. All right, so let's see. Our next segment that we normally do is Wait. called... Oh, what? Go ahead. Is Mr. Um, Joe reading it, too? I don't know. He probably will read some, because he's got to prepare for the podcast, but I don't know what he's spending most of his time reading right now. But we'll ask him the next time he comes into the show. He might not even be reading anything. Oh, he's reading something, I assure you. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. What do you think he's reading? I don't know, but we're going to move on to our next segment right now. Okay. Our next segment is called Storytelling 101, which this is the part of the show where we teach our listeners something that they need to know to make a good story. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the question, Lydia. What do you think is the most important part of any good story? Um. Fighting bad guys. Talk into the microphone. What? Talk into the microphone. Yeah. Fighting bad guys. Fighting bad guys. That is a good answer. So, who fights bad guys? Knights. Okay, knights. And brave people. Brave people. So, good guys fight bad guys? Yes. Yeah? Why? Because they want to save princesses and um good guys yeah well why do you think that that makes for such good stories um i think it's because um they um make it cooler yeah. For the stories. What would you do? You think it would be a good story if there was just bad guys doing bad things, and no no good guys came to help? Well, maybe a teeny bit. Yeah. What if there was just good guys who were just kind of bored because there was nothing to do? Do you think that would be a good story to read? No. So we like stories about bad guys getting overcome by good guys. Yeah. Do you know why? Yeah. Why? No, no. You don't know why? Hmm. That's not, that's true. That's something that's in most good stories. And it may not always look the same way, but it is a part of many good stories. And it's a part of the story that we're going to talk about tonight, which is Peter Pan. Yes. Written by Sir James Barry a long time ago and turned into a movie by the Walt Disney Company from a long time ago also. So, you've seen 
the movie, and you have read the book a bunch of times. Do you like them? Yes. Why do you like them? Because um, they have Tinkerbell and Wendy in them, and I like the Lost Boys, where Peter Pan says they fell out of their baby carriages. That's a very funny part. Mm-hmm. So that's how they came to be there? Yes. Where are they? In Neverland. Why do they call it Neverland? Because you never grow up there. Yeah. Well, at least they think. That's right. That's the, that's the story. Anyone who goes to Neverland never grows up. That's pretty interesting. Would you want to never grow up? Um, I don't want to be an old lady, but I do want to have my kids. So you you want to get you want to be a grown up one day? Yeah. What do you think you would be happy if you were always going to be a kid if you never got any bigger? Mm, if I stayed like seven, mm-hmm. I would kind of rather stay that age. Well, how old are you now? Five and a half. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you just want to get a little bit older. Yeah. What, what can you do when you're seven that makes you think that would be a good age to stop getting older? Doing school and math. Oh, okay. You want to do math? Do you know that you can do even more math when you get older? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Question number one. Which one do you like better, the movie or the book? I think I like the movie better because shows are my favorite things. So you love movies? Yes. Yeah. Do you like the book? Wait. Oh, go ahead. Today I watched half of a movie called... Um, well, I don't remember the name, but it's um, Tinkerbell, who is precisely jealous of um, Wendy and Peter Pan's sidekick, who gets kicked out. Yeah. And, um, and the movie that you watched today was about Tinkerbell? And her meeting her snow, her snow um, sister... Okay, so there's a whole bunch of movies about Tinkerbell and her friends. Yes, there yeah. is. Why do you think Tinkerbell got all her own movies? Because she's a fairy and girls are very popular. Okay, so girls like fairy stories? Yes. Yeah. What was Tinkerbell like in the Peter Pan movie? Well, she was like an angry fairy flying around that got very jealous of something. She did? Why did she get jealous? Because Peter Pan loved her, I think. Loved who? um, Peter Pan loved Wendy. Okay, and so before Wendy came, Peter and Tinkerbell were were best friends. Yeah. And then when Wendy came, she thought she was going to be forgotten about? Yeah. What did she do about that? What did Tinkerbell do? Well, lots of things. She tried to fly off without them and make, and make them get lost. Oh, so she left them behind when they were flying? Yes. Yeah. That happened in the movie. Did it happen in the book? No. 
Oh, okay. But um, in the book, they shoot at her, too. Okay, yeah. So she's jealous in the book and the movie. Yes. Does Tinkerbell stay jealous the whole time? No. Oh, so she changes? Yes. What does she? How does she change? What does she do different? Well, she stops being jealous. Does she help them? Does she help Wendy? I think... Does she like her? Yes. How? Um, by... They got captured in a ship. Mm-hmm. And she told Peter Pan. So Tinkerbell, let's, let's talk about her for a little while. Because she's an interesting person in the story. And you're saying that she starts the story out and she isn't she isn't very good. She's kind of jealous and she doesn't treat other people very well and yeah. she gets angry a lot. Yeah. But by the end of the story, she likes people and she's kind and she's not jealous anymore. Yeah. Is that good? Yes. Do you like to see characters grow and become better? Yes. Yeah. Does Wendy get any does Wendy do anything like that? No. You don't think so? I'm not sure. I think she does. So, I'll tell you what I think. What? Alright, so in the book version, it's a little bit easier to see. But it's in the movie a little bit too. One of the sources of conflict is that Wendy is being moved out of the nursery and into her own room. Do you remember that? Okay. Her father is kind of telling her, hey, it's time for you to, to grow up a little bit. And to have your own room and just start acting like a young lady. And she doesn't really want to because she stays with her two little brothers and tells them stories. And they're stories about Captain Hook and Peter Pan, right? Yeah. So um, when she goes off to Never Never Land, she is tempted to go there by Peter Pan, who promises that if they go there, what will happen? They will never grow up. They will never grow up. So she can stop growing up and she doesn't have to worry about acting like a young lady. But by the end of the story... And it's in the movie, too. What does Wendy want to do? Well, in the end of the movie, she wants to... Um, she is ready to grow up. Yeah. But um, in the middle of the movie, where they're in um, the Indian camp, um, she's like... Um, hey, I want to go home. She wants to go home, yeah. And and by the end of the by the end of the movie, she's ready to go home, and she knows that when she goes home, that means she grow that she needs to grow up, and she's she's happy to do that now, right? She's learned a little bit about how being a kid forever is not the best thing, and that growing up is a good thing. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember how the Lost Boys feel? When she tells them bedtime stories and tells them what mothers are. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. They all miss their mommies. And they and they think about going back. Not Peter Pan, but the Lost Boys kind of all want to go home. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think that our listeners would enjoy watching Peter Pan? Yeah. Do you think that they would like reading it? Yes. Yeah. I have a, a suggestion for further viewing. So if you like Peter Pan and you enjoy 
the book. M one of my uh, favorite movies, well, it may not be one of my favorites, but it's a movie that I like a lot, is a movie called Hook. And it has Robin Williams and Dennis Hopper. Is that right? Who's... I can't remember who plays Captain Hook. But um, it is a sequel to Peter Pan. And it's a it's a grown well it's kind of a grown up movie it's a at least a big kid movie and um, it's about a Peter Peter Pan leaves Neverland and comes to uh, live in the war in the real world because he falls in love with someone and he gets married and he has children of his own and he forgets all about his early life as Peter Pan but then Captain Hook comes to his house and kidnaps his children. And he has to go to Never Neverland, and he has to remember how to be Peter Pan. And he's got to learn how to fly again, and he has forgotten how to have fun, and he's forgotten how to be a kid, and it's just a really fun adventure about a man who has grown up too much, and had forgotten how to enjoy life, and forgotten how to have fun, and it's a really fun movie. And I don't think it did very well when they when it came out. But um, it was, in my opinion, it's very underrated. So if you can watch Hook, I recommend it. It's got a great cast. It's a lot of fun. Really good set design, and a John Williams score, which is always a positive. But that's gonna be our episode for today. Our little mini episode with our little mini co-host, Miss Lydia, who came to join us. Miss Lydia, thank you for coming today to be on our podcast. You're welcome. I hope you can come back again sometime. We'll think of another one we can do. Would you like to? Yeah, I want to do um, Aristocats. Okay, we'll look into it. I'll see if there's a book. Maybe. That's all for today. If you are interested in getting in touch with us at Script V Manuscript, our email address is simply scriptvmanuscript at gmail.com. You can send uh, an email there, and we will check it eventually. Um, we're not great about being on top of that, but we will get to it. You can also join our Facebook group, Script V Manuscript. Check out the work at servantsandheralds.com, where several of our peers are writing and uh, throwing down their own podcasts. There's a lot of really good content there, so if you've enjoyed this, if you enjoy the other episodes of Script View Manuscript, that's a good place to go and look. If you're in the Cookville area and you need something to do, I highly recommend heading up the table. The table is right in the middle of downtown on Spring Street. Um, I can't remember the numerical address, but you'll be able to find it pretty easily. Um, go in there and uh, take your pick of the multitude of board games that they have. The latest and greatest as well as the classics and probably lots of stuff that even you haven't heard of. So check it out. Um, if you are in the market for a book, check out Walls of Books. There's a Walls of Books in Cookville, Tennessee as well and there may be one near you. So take a look around and see if you have one. If there's not a Walls of Books near you, find a good indie bookstore and give them your business. Thanks again for tuning in to Script v. Manuscript. I am your host for the night, Terry, along with my co-host... Lydia. Lydia. Thanks, and that is all. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Eamon. Now, back up a little bit. You don't have to talk right at it, just sort of... Look at it when you're talking. That way your mouth is in the right spot. Okay. Okay. Now, you wanted to talk about sandworms. Yeah. What about them?
that they are, have really big mouths. They do. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Mommy told me that you had some good story ideas for sandworms. Yeah, this one is like so scary. Oh yeah? That's the that's the story that you have in mind is a scary sandworm story? Yeah. What is it? So I can tell you it because it's not too scary for you. Talk in the mic. Okay, tell me. Um it's about sandworms trying to eat people. Oh, that is scary. Really? What happens? What else happens in your story? Um. Uh. That's all that happens. A little bit of that. A little bit. They um spit them out into a sandball. Into a sandball? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Does anybody get away? Yes. Do they fight the sandworms? Mm-hmm. How do they fight sandworms? Um, with pokey swords. With pokey swords. Yeah, with those ones. Okay. So they have to be pretty brave to fight a sandworm with a pokey sword. Yeah. Would you fight a sandworm with a pokey sword? Yeah. Okay. I could kill them. You could? Yeah. How would you do it? Stab them with it. Yeah? Like on the head? Yeah. Or in the side? Yeah. Would you let them eat you and then you'd stab them inside? And then you could escape? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what the worst thing about eating, being eaten by a sandworm would be? No. Nope. Getting sand in your shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? What's your favorite story? The one that I just told you. Oh, what is your favorite book that you like to read? Peter Pan. Peter Pan? What is your favorite part? The one where when he gets an arrow in her button. Oh, where she gets hit with the arrow because the yeah. lost boys are shooting at her? Yeah. Yeah. But she's not really hurt, though, is she? Yeah. Yeah, she's okay. It's a good thing she had that button there. Yeah. Yeah. Every parent gave her. Yeah. And, um, also, it has, my story has another part that is really scarier. Okay, go ahead. Tell me about it. Okay. Um, I had a dream about doing this. A little rail with a bridge across it that cars go under. A bridge and then the water. The bridge goes over water? Yeah. The blue ones are the waters. What's scary about that? Um, just the sharks come. Oh, there's sharks in the water under the bridge. Yeah. Well, go over the bridge. So they're still safe on the bridge, though. Yeah. What if the sharks got on the bridge? That would be scary. That would be. But how would they get up there? <laughs> Definitely jump. Yeah. Then how do they jump from the ground? I guess they would have to swim super hard and jump out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. But mostly they live in sand or water. They live in sandworm water. What? Is that what you said? Sandworm water? Yes. Oh. Um, Daddy. Yeah. Can we be done with our podcast? Yeah, well, yeah, we can. Good job. Now I'm going to make it.